to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live here on KLEB. We're wrapping up the week today with what I think is going to be a really fun show and a show that you guys are going to enjoy. Uh, Casey Jiskler here, inviting you for the next 90 minutes or so to relax. Take a seat. Enjoy yourself. We've got a fun broadcast coming your way. Last night we had Golden Meadow and LCO on the network. I wasn't there, uh, but I will tell you some second and third hand information from folks who were of some things that they saw over at the game. Uh, we were at Nickel State University last night broadcasting a game on ESPN Plus. I'll tell you about that as I think the Colonels made a big statement yesterday that they are still arguably the lead dog in the Southland Conference. Um, then also, and we'll run down our high school scoreboard and we'll actually start the show doing that as we always do, letting you know who won who lost, and everything in between in our local high school schedule last night, which actually had some games uh, and some very interesting results. Tonight, we're over at HL Bourgeois. South Lafouche will be taking on Bourgeois on the road. That one will start at about 7 o'clock. It's JV and V, uh, so the Tarpons Varsity will be trying to build on their win against Central Lafouche. Let's thank our sponsors, uh, and then we'll get to the scoreboard. The Blue Boot Foundation. Oh, man. <laughs> Got to tell you something. I got to give a shout out to my boy Corey and you know Darby and Nicole and all the folks at the Blue Boot Foundation. They created the Blue Boot Bomb on our uh, high school and middle school broadcast, and that has added a new element to our broadcast. It's been a lot of fun calling out, it's a Blue Boot Bomb. Um, kudos to them for that, and thanks to them for their support of everything that we're doing. Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Neil Small Engine. Dufresne Building Materials. Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Our boys basketball scoreboard from last night. We had some interesting results from around the state, including East St. John getting an 82-74 to win over Lutcher. I haven't seen Lutcher this year, um, but I got to tell you, I, I'm, I'm the more and more that we get these scoreboard results in, I'm thinking they're going to be a player in our local 4A district because, man, they're, they're playing the river, and they're playing the river very competitively. You lose 82-74 to to East St. John, um, that's not a terrible result. East St. John's usually very explosive, very athletic. So Letcher falls, but shows us that, hey, they're going to be in this thing in our local 4A district. Terrebonne defeats Higgins last night. The score wasn't reported on the LHSA website, but I do know from talking to one of the assistant coaches out there that Terrebonne did get the win, defended their home floor. Last night, we also had uh, West St. Mary get a 49-40 win over Berwick. It's a good win for uh, for West St. Mary over Berwick. E.D. White gets a 63-60 win over Central Catholic at the Hanson Memorial Tournament. It's a great early season win for E.D. White, who had been struggling a little bit. Patterson gets a 56-51 win over St. Martinville. Patterson, I saw them with my own eyes a couple weeks ago when they played South Lafouche. They've got size. They're athletic. They're more under control maybe than what they've been in years past. We said it during the broadcast at the time, like, hey, the Tarpons lost to Patterson, but this won't be a bad loss because the Lumberjacks are going to win a bunch of games. That process is already ongoing. Patterson's going to win a bunch of games. That's a really good basketball team in our local area. St. James played Dutchtown over at their own tournament. I did not see a score reported in that game. 
Homa Christian School gets a 66-53 win over Highland Baptist. DJ Adams gets 27 points for the Christian Warriors who get a big win. Super proud of DJ and everything that he's accomplished this season. I know you got told the story that, you know, coached him at a young age. I don't have a hand in anything that's happening now, though, but, boy, he has blossomed. He has grown into such an explosive player, still just a ninth grader doing excellent things. Homa Christian School is tough to beat in their home gym. It's a small gym. It's very compact. They make a lot of noise. It's like playing in a beehive, man. They're buzzing all over the place, making all kinds of noise. It is not an easy place to play, and Homa Christian School gets a big win over in their beehive last night, a 13-point win over Highland Baptist. Kudos to Coach Richard Jones and his team for getting a big, big win. Ascension Catholic falls last night against Plaquemine, 63-33. to Good win for Plaquemine. And then that wraps up our boys' basketball scoreboard from last night. Our girls' basketball scoreboard was as follows last night. You got Hanville getting a 57-39 win over Central Lafouche in a district matchup. Good job by the Lady Tigers beating the Lady Trojans. A tough opening district game for Coach Tora Danos and her team. Destrahan beats Bell Chase 48-30. Good win for the Lady Wildcats over Bell Chase. You got HL Bourgeois 64, Covenant Christian 36. Let me tell you something. Saw HL Bourgeois earlier in the year when they played South Lafouche. Um, they were not very good. They were kind of all over the place. They have gotten a lot better. Good job by their coaching staff there. They have gotten a lot better and get a good 28-point win last night over CCA. Um, in 4A, we had last night no local results. So moved to 3A. Berwick and Thrive Academy was canceled. E.D. White gets a 45-32 win over Franklin. It's a good win for E.D. White. Coach Nick Snack and his team finding their groove, finding their rhythm a little bit. Um, looking at the rest of the local schedule, Central Catholic defeated West St. Mary 58-43. to That's at the Hanson Memorial Tournament. And that is our local scoreboard for boys and girls basketball action last night. Tonight, we got some good matchups around the area. We've got a lot of teams that will be trying to compete, trying to earn some power points, trying to get off into the Christmas holidays with a little bit of momentum. Tonight, the game you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB, South Lafouche will be taking on HL Bourgeois in a matchup of, or rematch rather, from the Thibodeau tournament where South Lafouche beat Bourgeois, um, had them by 22 in the third quarter, and HL Bourgeois came all the way back, cut it to three at one point. So the Tarpons will be trying to do some of the things that got them the 20-point lead. The Braves will be trying to do some of the things that allow them to cut the 20-point lead, and we'll see which style will prevail tonight. You got Morgan City and Homa Christian. A uh, big opportunity for Homa Christian to keep that momentum rolling. South Terrebonne will be hosting Lakeshore tonight. Vanderbilt Catholic will be hosting Thomas Jefferson. Got Berwick traveling to take on Hanson Memorial over at the Hanson Memorial Tournament. And then you've got over in 1A, uh, Central Catholic will be playing tonight over in the tournament, I believe, but they're not listed on the LHSA website. So a lot of boys basketball action around the state. And then we've got a lot of girls basketball action around the state as well with a lot of the local teams in the girls' side actually even beginning district play. In 5A, you got Central Lafouche hosting HL Bourgeois. That's a big matchup. Uh, I talked about the improvements that HL Bourgeois has made. It's a big step for Central Lafouche. Coach Tora and her team had a really good non-district season. If you want to be a contender in the local 5A district at home, you've got to beat Bourgeois, point blank period. There's no other way to say it. You've got to beat HL Bourgeois today if you're Central Lafouche. 
Thibodeau will be hosting East Ascension in a big showdown matchup. In 4A, you got Morgan City and Patterson. That was canceled because of the fight situation. South Lafouche will be taking on Dutchtown over at the Walker Tournament. South Terrebonne will be taking on Acadiana over at the Hanson Tournament. Vanderbilt will be taking on Walker over at the Walker Tournament. Man, talk about a heavyweight fight there. You got Berwick hosting Catholic Appoint Coupé. Um, let's see. You've also got... I think Homa Christian School's playing. Yep, they're playing Riverside Academy tonight in girls basketball action. Good opportunity for Coach Luke and her team. CCA will be hosting Noma on the girls basketball action, and that is our local um, schedule of games for tonight. So let's talk about the middle school action, right? I was not able to be at Golden Meadow and LCO. Was not able to be in the gym, unfortunately, right? I want. I would have loved to have been there, but duty called. We were... Uh, thrust to do the ESPN Plus game between Nichols and Southeastern. Um, LCO won the girls game, and I say win loosely, right? This was a scrimmage. This was a game where the teams were actively playing everybody, right? You're playing all your, you know, your backups, and you're playing your whole your whole crew. So it's a situation where we say win and lose very, very loosely. But the Lady Bulldogs get a 31 to 15 win over the Lady Lions in the girls' basketball game, improved to seven and one on the season. Kinsley Terrebonne led LCO with five points. Mia Gidry four. Braylon Oquin with four. And talking to Coach Damien about the game, he said, "Hey man, like he was pleased, even though his 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 ladies fell a little bit short." And by the way, we'll have Damien at 12:15. We'll have Chandler Gitros at 11:45. We'll have Leon Veal at noon. I didn't lay out the lay of the land, so to speak. But we will have Damien on at 12-15. But he was saying, hey, man, I thought my girls played well, just uh, don't have the depth. And in a game where everybody has to play, it allows LCO to kind of separate. In the boys' game, um, man, Golden Meadow played really, really well. They get a 45-23 to win, again, in more of a controlled scrimmage. Cullen Santamon had four points. Camden Cherami had four points for LCO. We'll get the scoring for Golden Medal when we have Damien on. I didn't see that listed anywhere on any social media. Um, LCO decided, hey, we're going to just play our starters, you know, four or five minutes and, you know, let a lot of the reserves play. Golden Meadow in a little bit of a different stage of their, you know, kind of more of trying to get back that confidence after a couple of rough seasons, said, hey, we're going to play our guys a little longer, and they, they got to win. I, I understand that from both perspectives. LCO wanted to get a look at more guys. Golden Meadow wanted to get some continuity and build some confidence, and it was a great job by the Lions getting a 45-23 to win in the boys' matchup, taking care of business and building on that momentum. So a fun night of middle school basketball. We can't wait to give you some more middle school basketball in the coming weeks. We can't wait to give you more high school basketball in the coming weeks as we uh, are following our local teams and seeing what they're able to offer. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Chandler Guitro, South Lafouche High School baseball coach will be giving us a rundown of where some things sit for his team. It is play-by-play on KLEB. It's the big finish sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with. 
industrial power systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. It's Mike to tell you for Neil Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've got a hundred years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely driven from within at Neil Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRose, and Thibodeau. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just there was just talking without the microphone on, but that's okay. We go to the phone lines now, and we have South LaFouche baseball coach, Coach Chandler Guitros, on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, good morning, Casey. And I'd like to uh, make a little statement before we get started, if that's okay with you. Of course. What's up? Um, okay, so all my prayerful people out in the community, uh, one of our former players, Miles Mathern, is going to be within the next uh, 30, 45 minutes uh, starting with the surgery to remove a brain tumor. Um, we haven't uh, really talked about it a lot because it's, it's private medical stuff. And uh, But I think with the dad posting on Facebook today that uh, they wouldn't mind me asking for prayers from the community. Uh, Miles has been battling a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma since August. He's in remission, but he is getting a brain tumor removed within the, uh, the next little bit. So all of our prayerful people in the community, let's uh, lift up Miles and his family, Dwight and Kim, his mom and dad. Brother Marcus, all their family and friends uh, in their time of need right now. 
No doubt. Very well said, brother. Um, you know, it, it reminds you that there are things more important than baseball, and, you know, that's a wonderful young man, and we're certainly rooting for everything to go well today. Uh, on the baseball side, you guys are about ready to approach the holiday break. Uh, I believe today was the last day of school before the holidays, and you came on last week, and you said, man, we're like we're going to be a little lighter. So baseball-wise, I'd imagine over the next few weeks, there's probably not a whole lot going on, maybe just some guys getting some work here and there. Uh, that's right. And, uh, yesterday we finished our off-season, uh, our kind of fall program. We uh, were able to get underneath, throw a, a few bullpens with our guys and uh, just kind of see where they at. Coach Bug busted out the radar gun, and we were seeing, you know, really with that, we're not looking at how hard they're throwing. We're looking at where's your fastball at, where's your off-speed at, what do we have to do to get greater separation or less separation. We want to be 8 to 10 miles an hour on that. And then uh, Coach Buck was gracious enough to uh, cook a big pasta lie for all the boys. We were just able to hang out, let the boys play. Uh, some soccer on the football field because those guys were uh, weren't around. So, uh, just a lot of uh, camaraderie, team building, and uh, just you know hanging out, being around each other. You know. So, how did it look? I know you said you wanted an eight to ten mile separation. You know, guys were throwing a bullpen. How did it look? Were you pleased with what you saw? We were, and uh, we we threw our first bullpens on uh, on Monday, and just seeing that uh, progression from Monday, giving them two days off to Thursday. Uh, the way that we do it, it's a system called pitching a color where we have our plates color-coded, whether we want to, uh, you know, hit an outside fastball, a two-seam low and in, and we uh, we score each other. Everything's a competition. We're grading. So uh, we were pretty pleased uh, with a lot of our guys with their uh, separation between fastball and all-speed. But I think the big thing was our uh, just being able to throw strikes and hit spots, and our scores got a lot better as we, uh, we looked at that in that evaluation. So... Definitely not where we need to be yet, but it was a good starting point this week just to kind of see where we were at going into January. And, uh, look, I think we're going to have a lot of guys that will be able to come in and throw strikes for us. So as a coach, that's very exciting. You know, one of the things, and I'll tell you the coach, last weekend over at HL Bourgeois, I was talking to Coach Josh Smith, and I asked him, I said, Coach, are you going to be any good this year? And his answer was right away. He said, I'm going to be able to hit. We're going to be really good if we could throw strikes. And it made me think of you because you've been coming on here and saying, hey, we've got a lot of guys who we think could throw strikes. That's a big weapon to have, man. You know, a lot of folks think that you got to be throwing 95 and you got to be, you know, having the best slider in the world. In high school baseball, uh, they're going to get themselves out if you just put it over the plate. So if you guys got guys that could do that consistently, that's a good thing. That's right. And uh, we actually told our kids that the other day. We don't have anybody on our team that's going to be hitting 88, 89, 90 miles an hour. You have to throw strikes, be competitive in the strike zone, and hit spots. That's a big thing. If if you could put the ball where Coach Buck is calling for, Coach Buck's a doggone good uh, pitching coach and a good in-game pitching coach as far as calling spots. If you just put it where we want it, I think that we'll have a lot of success. And uh, I think our guys are going to do a good job understanding that. And uh, you look back at our games that we lost over the last two years, which it wasn't very many, but the ones that we lost, we didn't get hit all over the park. You know, it wasn't teams blasting balls into the gaps all the time left and right. It was we'd walk a guy, we'd make an error, and then somebody would put one in a gap, and that's where it makes you hurt. So in high school baseball, you throw strikes, you take care of the ball, you're going to be in every game you play. So I know next week we're going to be getting frigid cold. It's going to be below freezing at night sometimes. It's going to be high temperatures in the 30s next Friday. You guys are in the process of getting that field ready. Is Does, does the freeze hurt you guys? Does it help you guys? Does it be damp? What does that look like? It ain't going to affect us at all, man. We, we just opened for a couple of dry days, which this week we were supposed to get our first cut on there, but it was a little bit uh, too damp. So uh, normally when you plant a new uh, field, you have to give it a couple of weeks for that grass to really 
uh, ferment into the ground before you can put a lawnmower on it or else you just pull it up the seed length. So uh, hopefully next week we'll be able to get a couple of cuts on it if we get some dry days, and then the cold temperature should not affect it at all. Now, I've never had snowfall on our field to see how, <laughs> how that looks, but uh, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen and uh, we don't have to find out. Yeah, no doubt, man. Look, we're about uh, two and a half months away from the start of the the season. Actually, maybe even a little bit less than that. I know you guys got a game with Terrebonne on, on February 28th, but you guys are going to start the season before that. So we're about two months away. In the next month or so, what are some things you're hoping to get accomplished so that you're ready for whenever the preseason officially starts? Yeah, right now it's rest, and we really uh, want to give our guys these next two weeks off. And whenever we come back on January 3rd, we have that 20-hour evaluation period over three weeks. And uh, our big thing is just have all the evaluation stuff done and have our guys understanding how we want to practice, uh, you know, the pace that we want to practice with, the intensity you need to bring every day. That way, whenever that January 23rd day comes, we're ready to rock and roll and we hit the ground running because it's not much time. We start practice. And that weekend, we have the umpire scrimmage where we'll be playing Edie White uh, in, I believe, a six-inning set. And that's uh, a thing where they give the umpire some training. And uh, we just want to be able to hit the ground running with that. Uh, Edie White's probably a little bit ahead of us because I know that they started uh, practicing and uh, took a little bit more advantage of the offseason than we did. But it's going to be a good test for us early to see where we're at and see how much we grow uh, to whenever we play those guys for real in week four. When do you guys uh, start to make the decisions about, okay, well, you know, these nine are going to be our opening day nine, or, you know, this may be our opening night starter. And I know you got a whole heck of a lot of time. I mean, you guys aren't officially playing until February 24th, but when in your mind do you start to try to sculpt that out? Is it in the beginning of February, the middle of February, or is it, you know, just the, the practices right before the Cecilia tournament? When do you guys start making those decisions? I think uh, we're going to take real uh, big advantage. We have two scrimmages that are allowed uh, legally through the state, but then we have the umpire scrimmage that doesn't count against the two scrimmages. So we have three scrimmage dates, and uh, we're going to be spreading out innings for our guys on the mound like that, and we'll be moving guys around on the infield. But by the time we get to that third scrimmage and jamboree time, which I believe is around the uh, 18th, 19th of February, by the time we get to jamboree time, we should have a pretty good idea. Our starting nine that day, should uh, look pretty similar to what our opening night uh, starting nine is going to be. So uh, we'll take full advantage of our scrimmages. We're going to have, four, uh, I believe, four inter-squads in that time period as well to really kind of iron it down. And, uh, you know, we have a good idea with, uh, you know, who we think it could be, but you never know. It's a, Somebody always comes out and surprise you. Like If you had told me last year Dylan Prejean would start 90% of the games for us, I wouldn't have expected that going in, but the kid performed. He worked his butt off, and he earned a spot. So, uh, somebody like that always surprises you. I remember Bo Kali a couple of years back and Coach Rav's first year here. So uh, just really excited to see him compete and see who emerges there. I see you guys are playing Brobridge in the Eunice tournament. I know a little bit of a rivalry, a friendly rivalry has been uh, shared there because you guys play each other a ton. Are you guys also playing one another in the Cecilia tournament? or that's been a spot where you all have matched up as well. So are you guys playing them twice this year? No, sir. So what happened... Uh, the Eunice tournament schedule came out a few weeks before, so I got to ask Coach Kale at uh, Cecilia to kind of uh, see if we could get Real Bridge taken off there. So we're going to play Cecilia Church Point and St. Martinville in the Cecilia tournament and uh, play Real Bridge for about the 12th time in the last four years, it seems like. But uh, they're going to be breaking in a new coach. Uh, coach Kyle Cormier actually retired after a fantastic career. I thought he was one of the best coaches in the state of Louisiana. We've uh, gone to war with those guys a ton, so all respect to him and good luck on him and his retirement uh but we're definitely looking forward to 
you know, shaking it out with those guys again. Looking at it, you know, you guys are playing at the Eunice tournament, playing at, at Cecilia, and it's going to be some some fresh faces. You guys haven't played Boshan, to my knowledge, in a while. Church Point, that's another one new to me. Getting to face some new blood, man, some teams that you maybe hadn't played in a while. Yeah, and our schedule's been pretty much the same for the last uh, two, three years, so it's uh, it's good. Uh, you know, we uh, we got out of that Curtis tournament this year, our old Week 3 tournament. Uh, you know, just to shake it up a little bit, we've been playing uh, those Catholic League schools and uh, – you know, it'd be good to go back out west and, uh, you know, really, uh, I find the New Orleans area schools play a very similar style to what we do down here. Those Lafayette area schools, it is totally different as far as how many times they're picking off, how many, uh, you know, bunch they'll call. Uh, they just play the game totally different, and I think it's very important that we see different styles of baseball headed into the playoffs. And I think that, uh, that Lafayette area is probably the most drastically different out of any area in the state. So I like going to play those guys a lot. And uh, I know you remember that Karen Crow game in 2019 where they came down here in the first round of the playoffs and whooped our butts because we just weren't ready for that style. So uh, I kind of make it a point to play as many Lafayette area teams as possible just to get exposed to it. Last question. You know, we like to leave off talking some LSU football. Boy, it looks like Purdue's bursting at the seams, man. No quarterback, no receiver, no tight end. They're losing a cornerback. And LSU got a few opt-outs, but not a whole lot. This almost feels like the reverse of last year, where LSU is going to be playing a skeleton squad. The line is all the way up to fourteen. It started at eight and a half. Vegas thinks LSU is going to put a hurt on Purdue. I think so too, unless that uh, Drew Brees gets a COVID year of eligibility for him <laughs> uh, to go sling it a little bit. But uh, but no, man. It's uh, with this. It's the score really, uh, you know, for us is going to matter because you know we're going to put some money on it one way or the other. But uh, for LSU, it's about those extra bowl practices. And what, what pretty much looks like your whole entire offense coming back next year, just uh, building on what you've had already and, uh, you know, getting better going into spring and, uh, you know, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, letting us air it out a little bit, letting uh, Daniels, you know, get a feel. There ain't nothing to lose right here. This game ain't going to determine what anything besides who wins the Citrus Bowl. So, Go air it out, have some fun, build some continuity going into the offseason. Good stuff, brother. Thanks so much for the time, and Merry Christmas, man, if we don't chat before then. Same to you and uh, everybody over there. Yep, that is Coach Chandler Guitro is doing a good job, as always. Uh, that'll be right around the corner, man. You, you're looking at umpire scrimmage January 28th. I mean, that's, that's going to be coming up soon. Looks like it's going to be a cold winter, so those early season baseball games should be an adventure. Um, can't wait to see what the Tarpons are bringing, and we're already making plans, and I know that – they're talking about what games we're going to be broadcasting and stuff already. Uh, so we're ahead of the curve there. We're going to be bringing baseball hot to you hot and heavy here on Coastal Broadcasting. Let's catch a break when we get back. Uh, Leon Veal, Vanderbilt Catholic, may be the best boys basketball team in our area. They're rolling off to a strong start to the year. We'll have Coach Veal on in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Do you want a free, easy-go golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Celebrating 75 years in business, 
Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Meet our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Hello friends and family, Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines now. We actually welcome a, a new coach to our Play by Play family here, Leon Veal, Vanderbilt Catholic boys basketball coach. First time we have you on, buddy. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. How, how are you? Doing fine. You guys are off to a strong start to the year, 5-1 and one on the year. Haven't played in a while, but are going to change that tonight when you're taking on Thomas Jefferson. What are some things that you guys have been working on in the past week to stay ready? Oh, building that team defensive chemistry uh, we've been working on. Uh, we've been just uh, breaking down film of, of our mistakes and and trying to fine-tune uh, our man-to-man defense, trying to get better than that. We can – I think we're going – you know, some nights we're going to have a trouble scoring the ball, but our defense always has to be there. 
it's a big week for your team. You guys got the matchup with Thomas Jefferson, then you play Mandeville next Wednesday, then you got the big uh, classic game with E.D. White on next Friday. Uh, so in the next seven days, you got three big matchups coming up. It's going to be a big week for your crew to try to earn those power points, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, we can't overlook them guys. They are they're long, they're athletic. Um, but if we come to play, it should be a really good game for us. Uh, then, then the meat of our schedule really, really starts, man. Mandeville, well coached, got some athletes playing, and you know that 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 war with Edie White is always fun. You know, we get to play them on a bigger court at Nichols. Uh, gonna be exciting, man. I'm excited. The boys are, are excited to to hit the meat of the schedule, see what we made of. Vanderbilt has been close for the last few years, but I feel like the youth of the team has kind of hurt late in games. Been playing teams close when maybe kind of dwindle off in the fourth quarter or, you know, would play start off strong and would maybe kind of fizzle out. This year so far, that hasn't been the case. That youth is starting to grow up a little bit. Some freshmen and sophomores are turning into juniors and seniors, and it's a crew that looks like so far they're better equipped to handle the schedule. Absolutely. I think that uh... – that the experience that they got the last couple of years and, and with this senior group that we have going on with the juniors is is they've been battle-tested, you know. So I think that those close games, we're going to be on the good side of it. And those, you know, those dog fights and, 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 and battles, you know, they're going to be more prepared for it this year. So hopefully we can, we can squeeze some of those wins out, you know. Bro, I remember from last year's team, just athleticism, man. I'm thinking, you know, the Streams kid, and you guys got a bunch of Coleman's, Jalen and Jahari and Jaden, got a bunch of Coleman's and some other kids. You guys got some athleticism, and I would imagine that's a big strength is that you got so many different guys who could get up and down the floor. Exactly, and and, and we're going to play to that strength. Uh, we're not big. Uh, you know, we're all guards, so we're going to have to – Play fast and play smart and take care of the basketball and use our athleticism to get to get to the rim, to get to the goal, to get those points in the paint, and just spread them, spread everybody and 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 share the ball. You know, so we may this year we may not have like a dominant score. Um, we got kids that can score, but I I think the way that we're going to play is that we everybody's gonna have a chance to eat. You know, so I, I like I say, man, this can be an exciting bunch and. Um, you know, and I and I we talk about it all the time. We haven't done anything yet, so let's keep preparing ourselves for for that chance to to kind of just take over. What's it been like for you, man? Because look, you you weren't expecting to be in this situation. This was kind of late at your lap in the summer. And look, you're a really good coach. You've been coaching for a long time. But you know, Lord works in mysterious ways. You ended up becoming the boys' basketball coach at Vanderbilt Catholic, and so far, looks like the kids are responding to you pretty well. Yeah, I think I think me. Being a graduate of Vanderbilt and knowing the culture of Vanderbilt, how you know you might not always have that talent, but you always got to play hard day in and day at night, you know. So um, now that we have a little talent, now we start to put that talent with that uh, playing hard every night with the skills and fundamentals. So hopefully we can bring it all together. Um, it's been it's been a blessing, you know. Um, like you said, the Lord works in mysterious ways. You know, I was just I was coming here to just kind of teach and help out anywhere I can. Now the now you know, hey, this is your program. Now let's get it started. You know, so it's been fun. It's been really fun. Our district's going to be a lot of fun too. Yeah, you you got Ellender. You know, they're the reigning champions. They're going to be the champions until somebody knocks them off. 
South Lafouche got maybe the best player in the area in Brandon Daniels. He's going to be a load for you guys to try to slow down. Assumption has got some good results. Morgan City, haven't seen a whole lot of them. I know they're going to be athletic. And then the wild card, I talked about this in the first segment. Don't know a whole lot about Lutcher. They're just getting their football kids back. They're playing the River teams and are playing them close. Like, you know they're going to be athletic. This is, And then, of course, you guys as well. This is going to be a wide-open district where there's going to be a lot of fun games being played amongst you guys. Exactly. It's going to be a lot of fun nights. Uh, like, like you said, Eleanor is the team to beat until someone takes their throne. Uh, the Danes kid down there, Solid Foods, man, every time I talk to a college coach, a buddy, anybody, I say, man, I don't understand why you're not recruiting this kid. He is, he is probably the best player I've seen in the state so far. And, and to go along with your assumptions and Morgan State, you, you can't take a night off. You know, you can't just say, you know, we're going to play it out to their level because everybody's up in the district right now. Uh, assumptions are a year older. Morgan City is a year older. They're long. Everybody's athletic. So you got to play well every night, you know. So uh, uh, the surprise team is that luxury team. You just it, Look, they're coming off a state championship football, and you know they're, you know, that mindset of, hey, we did it in football. Let's go do it in basketball. They're going to have that mindset. So you just going to have to play every night, you know. So, I, hey, I look forward to it. Thomas Jefferson tonight, I know you said a minute ago that they're you know athletic and got some long arms and could get into the passing lanes. What are some keys to victory? What are some things that the Terriers are going to have to do well to come on the winning end of it? Starts off with defense, keeping out, locking up, keeping our man in front of us, boxing down the rebound, and letting our offense do what it do. What it do. Uh, you know, last game we played against the Pittsburgh, we struggled a little bit on the defensive end, gave us some easy points here and there. We did score too well. But I think tonight we'll come out with that, that mindset of let's get after it. Let's, let's, let's get after it. Play five guys come in. We're going to play hard till we can't go in the mode. Then another four or five come in and we're going to play hard again. So it's, it's going to start on the defensive end. And we got to protect our home. So let's, uh, I think it's going to be a great game tonight. Nobody ever wants to lose a game, right? And you guys were 5-0, and but you did lose your last one to Episcopal. Do you think you're going to learn something tonight to see on you know how they bounce back coming off of that and you know if, how resilient your crew is coming off of a loss and playing for the first time? Yeah, I think so. I think that was a you know no loss is a good loss, but I think that was actually an eye opener because a lot of the first five games we kind of just was able to put that pressure on teams early and kind of distance ourselves. Now that we got punched in the face right back, I think okay, all right, we're, we're not invincible, so. Now we got to play every game, every possession. So I, I look forward to seeing that tonight. Good stuff. Look, Coach, thanks so much for the time. Good luck tonight, and good luck in a big week ahead, brother. Thank you. Hey, thank you for everything that you do, man. Do a great job. Thank you, buddy. It's our pleasure, man. Have a good one. Yes, sir. You too. That's Coach Leon Villa with Vanderbilt Catholic doing a good job. They are 5-1 and one on the season. Um, there you got a big week coming up. I think they'll get by Thomas Jefferson. Mandeville's going to be a tough game. E.D. White's going to be a tough game. But I look for the Terriers to put themselves in good position heading into the E.D. White tournament, which will be a whole lot of fun as well. Uh, but, man, they're one of the better crews in our area. I know that I think their girls' basketball team is the best team in our area on the girls' side right now. They're rolling, and I think their boys are going to be in the conversation as well. They're going to struggle with teams that have a lot of height. But guess what? In our area, there aren't a whole lot of teams that have a whole lot of height. So I don't know that anybody's going to be able to disrupt them a whole lot. Um, but we'll see. Coach Veal's doing an excellent job, and we thank him. Look. I, I was just telling some folks in the studio this a second ago. 
I didn't reach out to Leon. Leon said, hey, man, I like your show. Listen every day. When can I come on? So the coaches are listening. They're appreciating what we do, and we're happy to have him on. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We're going to Golden Meadow Middle School. We're going to Damian St. Pierre. His boys got a win over LCO. His girls came up on the short end. We'll ask him about both of those results. We'll ask him about some high school basketball. We'll talk LSU and the Saints and boxing and WWE and who knows what. Last week, we talked about melted chocolate. We talked about who knows where we're going to go in the next 15 to 20, 25 minutes with Damian. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Ragin' Cajun 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the Ragin' Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB and 102.7 FM. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy's find new roads. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call state farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our cedar beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed if you've never been to a rouse's market during the holidays we'd like to officially invite you we're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties. Your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. 
Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Time to get in trouble. Uh, it is play-by-play on KLEB. You guys know on Friday at 12.15 we go to Damien St. Pierre, and who knows what we will discuss over the next 25, 20 minutes, well, however long, until they throw us off the air or, you know, who knows. But, let, Damien, what's going on, brother? How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Casey. So, earlier I heard you mention um, Homer Christian, their gym being like the beehive. Random fact, do you know the best plant to attract beehive is actually a blueberry? What? I was thinking it may be a blackberry plant, but it's actually a blueberry plant. And no one knows what you're talking about except you, I, and a couple of others, but that's okay, brother. <laughs> yes, that, that's good to know. That's good to know. Uh, you guys had a very fun day yesterday in the gym. You took on LCO. Um, you, your girls came up a little short on the board, but your boys get the win on the board. And again, I, I said this at the open of the show very loosely. Uh, wins and losses of this because it was controlled. You guys were playing everybody. But I'm sure you got to be proud of the work your team got in. Yeah, last night was a good night. And, um, you know, we needed the work, honestly. We went Monday. Uh, I guess we'll backtrack to the weekend on the girls' side. Uh, we played last weekend in the, uh, the the Morgan City Tournament, went 5-3, and three, wins over Franklin, Napoleon, Bill, and Hanson. Um, you know, played – like five games in a day. It's tough. My girls were tired, so we ended up giving them off the, the Tuesday. And then the crazy weather on the Wednesday, um, you know, it kind of you know, altered our week a little bit. But we came out strong, I thought, without especially without practicing. We, were, we had one of our, our, our starting center down. I think it was – we went up quick, 7-2. to two, And then um, we turned the ball over a few times. The LCO capitalized on that and came back. And um, I think it was 7-7 seven, seven, into the first – into the first half was tied at 15 um Kate and daughter led the way on our team with seven points all obviously all in the first half uh then the second half you know their depth took over credit to them they're they're deep and and, and they work hard you know and just we didn't we didn't we just don't have enough yet we don't have enough experience on that on that back end of our roster and then on the boy side um you know kind of what you said earlier coach pokey he played as start of the first quarter um my guys we they've won probably five games throughout their my eighth graders they won probably five games throughout their whole career. You know, we we've won six already this season, not counting last night, not really counting that to our win loss record. Um so we're still learning. We're still learning how to play basketball the way that, that it needs to be played, but we're getting better every time we step on the floor. But I was proud of my, my second unit, my third unit. Um, you know, I mentioned it to Coach DuPont in the locker room, I said, Man, we gotta I said it'd be great to be able to hold on to this lead. I think it was twenty seven to twelve and a half. And uh, he said, "Man, we got this. We, you know, our guys are ready, and uh, you know, our the we keep thinking we're eighth grade heavy, but at the same time, we got some seventh graders, and some sixth graders that are that are stepping up and are learning the system and are, are learning how to play, and they could score and they could they could play defense. We're a little undersized in that group, but uh, their their heart makes up for that. And we, you know, we we rolled in the second half just as well as we did in the first half. Proud of those guys." 
Bro, I was looking at a little bit of video that I saw from last night's game posted on social media on the boy side. You guys are so aggressive all over the place, and I mean that as a compliment. Usually when you say a team's all over the place, it's not a good thing. It means that they're out of position, but you guys are all over the place, aggressive, tenacious, uh, attacking. It was really cool to see the effort and energy that you guys were playing with. We're extremely long, I'll tell you that. We probably cheat a little bit too much on defense for, for me, for, for my personal taste. Um, but the guys make up for it. You know, if, if a guy's – they've been playing together, that group, for a little while now. So they know what, what, what it's about. So if we cheat at the top, our back guys are going to help out a little bit. Um, I think we were a little too aggressive last night. I think the moment got to us a little bit. Uh, LCO hit us early on the backside, which is something that we normally protect very well. Uh, and then we couldn't score at the beginning. And then once we hit that first shot, uh, Ryan Green led our team last night with 14 uh, he we uh, in the win against Vanderbilt on Monday. He had 18. Um, our, our kids are growing, and I appreciate you telling me that. A lot of folks are saying, "Making your kids play hard." They don't know any other way. You know, we we set the tone early in the season, and we set a standard over the end of last year and over the summer of how hard we're going to work, and and they bring it every day. And look, every day is not it's not um, you know sunshine and rainbows. We have our issues. It's a big family. Well, um, I, I was telling Coach Collie this last night. You know, we got some kids that 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 are that are tough and opinionated, and I'm not used to maybe not dealing with that. So, you know, a kid that I might sit down for an entire quarter or entire half or entire game, you know, I'm 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 learning as a coach that not everybody could be coached like that. Maybe I'm only sitting them down two minutes and letting them, you know, kind of just relax a little bit, get their get their bearings back, and and get them back in the game. But we shot the ball extremely well, you know, in the second half of the first quarter, and then the, the remaining half first half. Once one falls, it seems like all right. Now, now we're good. You know, now we're good. And then we couldn't put in, the agreement was no pressing last night, so you know, we got back and I got to play a little bit of half court defense, and I thought we did well. Once that once that first three went in, you know, it was like a um, you know, it was like a snowball effect. So what's next? I know there's a girls basketball tournament over at West Thibodeau this weekend. Are you guys part of that? And on the boys side, when do you guys next take the floor? So the boys, we have we have a break until the fourth. We play Edie White. We start our parish tournament our parish uh, schedule and then for the girls we actually we're going to play tomorrow um we play morgan city i believe at 10 a.m we play at uh Lutcher maybe at four and then we play seven o'clock again we got lco so another three game schedule for saturday looking forward to that and, and being able to compete every, every time we get out there our girls get better and better it seems like our our lineups and our rotations get a little bit longer you know we thought maybe we only had you know six that we could rotate now we're looking at maybe seven possibly eight so give our starters a little bit of uh you know a little bit of rest but shout out to them they're ready to go and they don't want to come out the game and and they're you know they're in shape they're ready to play and we're getting better and better the bowl schedule for college football actually is starting right now there's a bowl game that's being played right now uab is taking on miami of ohio it's at halftime over on ESPN, that is the Hometown Lenders Bahamas Bowl. Boy, I would love to be in the Bahamas right now. Later today, we've got Troy versus uh, Texas San Antonio. I'm just Googling and trying to find the name of that bowl. I'd love to see the name. That is the, the, that is the Cure Bowl. The Cure Bowl. Tomorrow, we've got Florida playing in the, let's see, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. A lot of folks have a lot of opinions, and a lot of folks tend to say, oh, man, there's too many bowl games. My opinion on that is, oh, my bad. I'm sorry there's going to be college football on TV for, like, all of the next three weeks. I don't care about this. It'll be give fun TV during the holidays. What are your thoughts on the bowl schedule? You think it's too big? 
I'm with you. You know, if there's football on, especially college football, I'm, I'm going to be watching that. And if the teams didn't want to participate, all they have to say is, nah, we're good. You know, you telling me as a, as a Florida Gator fan who had an absolutely terrible year that they get to end their year in Las Vegas? Like, why would, you know, just to say our uh, a UAB, team, UAB team that, that wasn't very good gets to go in their season in the Bahamas? I mean, that's that the school, the school is not about money anymore with, with NIL and whatnot. They're they're making way more than enough money on these on these bowls. I think they're in the BCS era. Maybe there was you know a, a lot of schools that may have been losing money just playing the games to do it. But now that's a little bit different with the TV contracts, the way they're built in. Uh, it's a good thing you get to and 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 you get three extra weeks of practice, four extra weeks of practice, or whatever that may be, and you're getting your guys ready for the following season. I don't think anybody in the school in the uh, the college systems complaining about that at all. I think it's just fans having something just to complain about, just to to be able to say something. Let's talk about LSU. They're going to be taking on Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. That's still ways away. On January the 2nd, it'll be at noon. Uh, the Tigers are taking on a Boilermaker team that I think they were better than even before half of Purdue's team opted out of the game. Um, but now, man, it, you're in a situation where you're favored by 14 and a half. You're kind of facing the reverse of what you were in your bowl last year. LSU better put it on Purdue. If they show up ready to play, there should be no issues in this game. Yeah, that's a must-win for LSU. No matter who's in, who's opted out, that's a must-win. You have to end your season on a, on a positive note after, uh, you know, that that A and M debacle, and then you know, look, you you got whooped by Georgia. No, there's no ins and outs about it. We played hard, but that's that you know that's what that's what they tell losing teams. Yeah, man, congratulations, you played hard. You know, but you still you still took that L. Uh, they got to get that. They got to get the win, especially against a Purdue team that seems like it's absolutely falling apart. That has to. Uh, safe faith and, and, and go get Drew Brees. I guess maybe Sean Payton will be coaching them as well as on, there in the bowl as well. <laughs> well, that was the one thing that I was thinking as I saw, okay, well, Drew Brees is going to be coaching for the bowl game. I was thinking, okay, LSU doesn't have a lot of defensive backs. It's good to know Purdue's going to only be throwing one-yard passes down the field throughout <laughs> the entirety of the game. So that, that at least gave me a little bit of comfort, right? Well, I kind of figured Sean Payton would ride Drew Brees' coattails here. He hasn't done anything without him in his, in his entire career anyway, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, let's <laughs> let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. They're taking on Atlanta on Sunday. Um, full disclosure, we've got tickets over at the Gazette. We've been trying to give away all season. We're not having a whole lot of luck doing that. Fans are not interested. You're taking on Atlanta, who's just as bad as you are. Marcus Mariota's not in the lineup. This is going to be ugly. Something tells me the Saints are going to win, but I don't think Atlanta's going to be able to score. But this is going to be ugly, ugly football at noon on Sunday in the Dome. It was ugly the first time they played. That was, the, you know, it just it took a, a heroic effort by the one game that Michael Thomas played to come in and, and took it, take over in the fourth quarter. They literally played one quarter of good, of decent football on the offensive side. And Atlanta, I mean, Marcus Mariota is your starting quarterback, and you have a wide receiver as a running back. They just couldn't put it together. That should that that was a, an extremely winnable game for Atlanta at that time. And you know, both teams not having much success, and you know, obviously. No one wants to see that. I would be curious to see, are, are we getting back to that, that Saints home game blackout territory? Oh. Is, that, is that close? Yeah. I think that they've got it sold out for the rest of this year. But let me tell you something, bro. If they bring back Dennis Allen and like they roll back out Andy Dalton for another year, I think we're there. I don't know that the fans would sell out the Dome next year if they, if they truly do run it back like that. That's how I grew up, uh, not knowing on Sunday if the, if the game was going to be on or not. And, 
and looking forward to that. Now this was back, you know, when I when I was a, a, a diehard Saints fan growing up. You would look forward to road games because that's one of the games you got to watch, or you look forward to getting free tickets because nobody wanted to go to the games that that you couldn't see on TV anyway. So that's and then once that became a a, a thing that I couldn't get free tickets anymore, you know, I'm kind of selfish. That's when I stopped watching. But um, you know, it, it's going to be about some moves right now. I know a lot of folks are transitioning to to the round ball side in New Orleans. They got a lot of excitement around the Pelicans in first place for a little while, and uh, you know, starting to pack up the the, the arena there. Tell me about that. It was a disappointing couple of nights for New Orleans, losing to Utah twice in a row last night in overtime, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it's been a really strong start to the year. I asked my buddy Richard Fisher this question yesterday, and I asked him, I said, what do you think the Pelicans will do with the deadline? Do you think that they'll just leave the team intact and, and go, at, you know, go at it with what they have? Is there any position that you're going to look to get? And Richard kind of was the of the opinion of you're not making a move unless if it's a move that drastically makes you better, you know, a, a Kevin Durant trade or something crazy like that. What say you? Are there any areas that jump out to you that New Orleans needs to get better at? I think they just need to leave him alone. But to, to be honest, I don't think there's any moves that need to be made. I think the chemistry is there. Um, we talked about it late last year. These guys like they like each other, which is different in the NBA. You're not you know have one guy at the end of the bench. Uh, with four seats between him and the next available player that's 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 on the bench, um, you know I think they genuinely care for each other and they're 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 having a good time. They're 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 young, some young guys that are just playing a different style of basketball than what than what we're normally seeing. These guys, some of them are tough, man. Um, Zion finally did something that I agree with, man. Go ahead, go ahead and get that dunk late in the game. Have somebody stop you, you know. And he, he did right, saying, um, you know, they put my boys out last week, last year. At the, end of our, at the end of their season, that, that shows he was actually paying attention on the end of the bench. I like that. And, you know, he, he he's coming out and he's, 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 he's almost living up to the hype whenever he was drafted. And it, it's, it's fun to see. I'm not, I'm not getting to watch every game. I'm in the gym every night because you, you know that. And if I'm not in the gym practicing, you know, I'm, I'm, at, a, I'm at a game. So I'm not getting to watch a ton of that, but I'm definitely keeping up with the results and the highlights on that end. Is it safe to say that last year, instead of doing a windmill dunk, Zion would have shot a three-pointer? Think about what I'm telling you there. <laughs> oh, I, I picked you up. Uh, you talked about the games that we're getting blown out in. Yeah, that's, the games that the Pelicans are getting blown out in, uh, you got to go for that three-pointer with less than a minute, with less than three seconds left. Yes, precisely. Um, let's, talk a li- <laughs> let's talk a little bit of WWE. The, um, the rumor is that Bray Wyatt will be wrestling tonight on SmackDown. Have not watched a whole lot of wrestling in recent weeks, but I'm going to be tuning in. You know, I'm going to hit record, and I'm going to be watching after Bourgeois tonight to see what uh, Bray Wyatt's going to be cooking, what it looks like he's going to be back in the ring tonight for the first time since coming back. So I'm kind of like you. I, I have not been watching, but, um, you know, again, just trying to keep up as much as possible. There was a tweet rolling around um, that wasn't copied and pasted on Facebook. It was actually on Twitter. Um from a WWE executive saying to make sure you tune in tonight. So I'm thinking something's going to go down tonight. Just enough for me to, to hit record and, and like you and, and try to catch that on the back end. Let's talk about Jonathan Guidry again. Because look, last last week, I, I, I apologize. I kind of hit you out of the blue with that one. And we were talking about a guy named Stevens who's not even in the fight. And I didn't know what I was talking about either. Jonathan will be facing uh, Bermain Stivern on January 21st out in Miami. And this is a guy who has... Been kicked around a little bit. He's he's a little older, but he is a name. He's a guy who's fought some of the best in the sport. 
Uh, if Jonathan were to win this fight, and let's say Jonathan were to get a knockout in this fight, what would this do for his career? What would be next? How many steps away is he from fighting like one of the big name brand guys at the heavyweight level? Yeah. So last week, I think we, I think we knew the details. I just, I think we got maybe the Stevenson name wrong, but Stavern Stevenson. I mean, we close enough. Him, man. That's close enough. That's good enough. Um, he, with the guy that Jonathan has in his corner, Don King, anything could be possible. Um, the guy has enough uh, cash and enough connections to make anything in the boxing game happen. Jonathan wins this fight, and he, next thing you know, he could be ranked in the top ten and and be like a. Uh, you know, in line for like a mandatory defense. But uh, Stavern's 44 years old now. Uh, he did beat Chris Areola twice. Chris Areola's kind of that 25 to 15 range on, you know, whoever's board you're looking at as, as, as the heavyweight. He actually lost, uh, Stavern actually lost to Trevor Bryan. He was uh, stopped late in the fight. The guy that Jonathan fought that kind of made his name that he went the distance with it, Don King signed him after. But it, it I think Jonathan may be actually favored to win. I haven't seen any of the the, the betting sites, their, their odds, but just kind of reading up on it a little bit, it seemed like you know he's kind of that younger, hungrier kind of guy, and and they may be just wheeling out Stavern in there to, to get Jonathan a win. Um, but he's Stavern's been there, he's done that. Something Jonathan hasn't had. It's a it's a win. It's a a, a winnable fight for Jonathan, but at the same time, it's not going to be anything easy. Tell me about this. You've promoted before, and I know you're not going to know the exact figure unless if it's been made public. But ballpark about what Jonathan's going to get for this fight, in your opinion, is it fifty grand more than that? A hundred grand? What was he looking at for a fight like this? So a little bit of inside knowledge from what I understand, his deal was at least a minimum of seventy-five thousand dollars per fight. So I would wow. I would say somewhere between that, anywhere between fifty and one hundred twenty-five grand for the fight. If I had, if I had to make an educated guess, yeah, very interesting. Let's talk some LSU basketball, man. We're not paying much attention to what LSU is doing. They're kind of just laying in the weeds. They're nine and one. Coach McMahon has his crew playing well. They beat Wake Forest last Saturday. Came from twenty points back and got a seventy-two to seventy win. Follow that up, beat North Carolina Central on Tuesday. Tomorrow they're playing Winthrop, who's always in the NCAA tournament. Boy, like. It's kind of asleep on me. I didn't realize LSU was playing this well, but they're doing an excellent job. Coach McMahon's got that crew playing really well heading into SEC play. Casey, every time you say Coach McMahon, I cannot not think of Vince McMahon. Yes, every and time. I went to I went to screenshot a meme and sent it to you during the week. There's a um, a, a meme somebody made of Vince McMahon's body in like a, a purple and gold tuxedo with yes. Matt McMahon's face on it. Yes, like that. I feel like that should be my Facebook profile picture. I, you know, that, you know, LSU's making their name. Um, I, I think he, McMahon's establishing a culture of what he wants to get done, and um, you know, I, I'm not a ton of high expectations. I, I don't have that right now. But you win in the games that you're supposed to win. You beat Wake Forest, probably a team that you weren't favored to win, and you know we're. With with the sanctions and whatnot and everything looming above, you know, on, on the black cloud above the program, I think Matthew May's done a tremendous job of, of of not only getting the people in there capable of winning, but actually building building his program from from the ground up. And it's it's fun to see a, a team that wants to play and a team that's playing as hard as they do. And you got to win the ones that 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 you're supposed to win. You know, let's talk about the other McMahon because there's a rumor that he's telling close friends and confidants that he regrets leaving WWE. He thinks that if he would have stayed, that all the scandals would have blown over and that he's pondering coming back. 
if he makes that decision, there's no one who could stop him. He's still got controlling interests of the company. He just retired. Like, he didn't resign. He didn't give up any control over anything. What do you think, dude? Is he going to come back and, like, makes me a little nervous. I think the product's got better since he left. But what do you think about this? Is It, it seems like Vince is heading towards kind of a messy uh, situation here with his family and with the company that he's built from the ground up. Sounds like we're about to have Seamus as the next heavy <laughs> Right. And I don't know the business. Business. I know WWE's a publicly traded publicly traded company. I don't know the the red tape that he would have to go back through to get back to where he was. Um, I'm sure there's some investors that that made his quote unquote retirement. Um, you know, pretty solid out there, and I just I don't see him going through that red tape at his age. To, to get back to where he was, especially if he's if he's still if the company is obviously still making money. I, I know the house show numbers are up, the the the, the viewing is up, and I, I just don't see that happening now. As a character, uh, I would I would welcome that back because I think that would add just a, just one more layer of entertainment for for the for the company. That's the same exact thing Turtle said. So you should be frightened knowing that you have the same opinion as Turtle. He said, hey, I don't think he's going to come back as like the owner of the company, but I think he may come back as Mr. McMahon. So kudos to you, man. Great minds think alike, right? I guess so. I get, I'm, not even, I'm not even going to where I wanted to go with that. Let's, let's, keep, it, let's keep it rolling. <laughs> before, before we let you go, I'm sure there's some bitty basketball being played this weekend. If if so, what time? And you know, is it both gyms? Give us a rundown of where they could expect to see some bitty. Man, I want to I want to shout out to all my my the 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 Solitude Bitty basketball staff, the players, the coaches uh, sitting in that gym last week. I watched probably maybe 14 games last week between Laurel Civic Center and the Cutoff Youth Center, and I think two of them were decided by more than five points. Uh, I think. We, we we put in a system to keep everything kind of you know even and and the two games that they that that weren't close is because the point their point guard was out sick, so I think those games would have been a little more uh, competitive. But this weekend, uh, starting at eight o'clock, both Saturday, Sunday, both the Rose Civic Center, Cutoff Youth Center got a lot of games going on. Itty bitty programs in full swing. Our eight U, ten U, twelve U, they're rolling. Uh, it's a great time to to be a solid food Betty Tarpon right now. Uh, our last weekend before the holidays is going to be obviously this weekend. Then we're back in full force come for the January 5th and 7th. And then we're going to play till mid January before we, before we break off into all stars, but a little bit of a rough start to go ahead. A lot of the administrative process was a lot different, you know, uh, absorbing up more like 200 and whatever amount of kids. Uh, I didn't think it would be that difficult, but administratively it was a, uh, it was a task and my team, where it was was definitely on that ball for that stuff, and our, our growing pains are, are becoming less and less, and it's, it's becoming a smoother ride. And uh, next year, there's it, it's going to be crazy the things that we're going to be able to accomplish. Good stuff. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. Take care. Thanks, Dave. Have a good one. Yep, you too. That is Damien St. Pierre doing an excellent job, giving us a rundown of a whole lot of other stuff, and whew, some of these inside jokes that he's telling. I'll I'll maybe explain to you all some other time. Let's catch a break when we get back. I'll make my weekend predictions. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. 
It's the Big Finish Sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. It's Mike to tell you for Neil Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've got a years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely driven from within at Neil Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRose, and Thibodeau. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store, as well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and Saturday, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 and get your stocking stuffers today. For more info, call 985-873-9989. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play. Man, we've had three good guests. I want to thank Chandler for his time, and I really appreciate that Chandler uh, told the community, or asked the community, rather, to offer prayers to Miles Mathern and his family. Um, Miles is a good kid, man. He was one hell of a baseball player, but a really good kid. 
on top of that, we certainly hope that his operation today goes well and he could put this chapter behind him. Um, we want to thank Leon Veal for his time. Vanderbilt's playing really good basketball, and Coach Veal's a big part of that. And then, of course, Damian uh, for his time. Look, man, I don't say this often enough <clears throat> because we have Damian on, and he's a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, and we get on and we joke and we cut up and we be silly and you know we do all the things that we do because I think that's entertaining. But it's not said often enough, uh, the job, the excellent job that that guy does with basketball in our area. Think about this, man. He is the middle school head coach for the boys and the girls at Golden Meadow. That's impacting, you know, 30, 35 kids who are ages 12 to 14 or whatever, 6th to 8th grade, whatever ages that is. He's the president of Biddy Basketball, which has about... You know, 500 kids, something like that, which, you know, that's now South LaFouche Biddy and LaRose Biddy uh, merged into one league. So, like, if you play basketball in our area, his leadership and guidance and, you know, schedule making and, you know, communicating with gyms and all that effort and all that work and everything that he has put in um, is impacting your child's life. So, yeah, we might have him on and we may cut up and, you know, we may clown around. Uh, that dude's doing awesome, and I'm super proud of the work that he's that he's done and the things that he's done to help basketball in our area. So kudos to him. It doesn't get said often enough, and we don't, you know, act serious enough long enough when we have him on to say things like that. Um, but it, it's awesome the things that are being done to try to grow athletics and, and what happens when you grow athletics. More kids are involved. More kids are making friends with other kids. They're learning how to be sociable. They're learning how to be coached. They're learning life lessons. There's going to be less bullying. There's going to be less kids getting into trouble, less kids, you know, being on their own in the streets and doing whatever the kids do today. Um, it literally makes our community a better place. So it's an awesome thing to see. First weekend prediction isn't a prediction. It's a spoiler. I'm going to watch college football bowl games all weekend. I don't care if you judge me. I don't care if you say there's too many bowls. I don't care if you say that I'm a lazy ass. I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm going to watch these bowl games. Don't judge me. Tomorrow, I'm going to watch Florida and Oregon State. Today, I'm going to watch Texas, San Antonio, and Troy. Um, Over the weekend, I'm looking forward to watching Liberty and Toledo and South Alabama and Western Kentucky. That's not over the weekend. That's early next week. But you get the point. There's never too much football on TV. I'm sorry. I think that what the argument is, oh, there's too many bowl games. We understand. Like, fans aren't stupid. I know that today, whenever I'm watching Texas, San Antonio, and Troy, I'm watching two teams that are just kind of, eh, they're just kind of there. I get that. I'm not dumb. I don't think that this is the national championship game, but it's football on TV, and I'm going to be watching it. So that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. I'm going to be watching it. Prediction number two. I think the Saints are going to beat the Falcons. I think the Saints are going to beat the brakes off of the Falcons tomorrow. I don't think Atlanta's going to be able to score at all. New Orleans has been good defensively in recent weeks. Atlanta's offense is kind of broken without Marcus Mariota. They're playing a rookie in the Dome. I think the Saints are going to beat the Falcons like 20-3. to 3. I think it's going to be a lopsided. New Orleans' offense will do just enough type of game. Give me New Orleans to get a pretty fairly easy win over Atlanta. Their second win of the season over Atlanta. I like Buffalo to beat Miami tomorrow. I don't trust Miami's offense in the snow. It's supposedly going to be a snow game, as much of a foot of snow out in Buffalo. 
I trust Josh Allen. I trust the Bills, you know, more physical uh, physicality offense, more physical offense to kind of bully and move the line of scrimmage. Tua this week said, oh, I'm not going to be bothered by the snow. It snows in Alabama. No, it don't. I mean, yeah, yeah, his, his general point is right. Yeah, it, it snows in Alabama. But in late December, early January, when the football season is over, it snows in Alabama. You've never played in snow like that in college, bro. You can't lie to us. Buffalo's going to beat Miami. Tua's not going to play well. And the Bills are going to grab control of the AFC East. Um, I think my Cowboys might lose to the Jaguars on Sunday. The Jaguars are 5-8, and eight, but are playing better offense as of late. Trevor Lawrence has played really well in recent weeks. Two out of the last three weeks, they've won. They beat up on Tennessee on the road last week. <clears throat> the Cowboys are just do a letdown, man. Like I could smell it. They tried to give it away last week against Houston. The Texans were just more committed to losing than the, than the Cowboys were. Um, I think that this week it might be a letdown. I like Jacksonville to maybe get an upset over Dallas. I think the Lions are going to beat the Jets bad on Sunday. Like 10 plus points bad. Zach Wilson is starting the game for Mike White. I don't think Zach Wilson is respected in that locker room anymore after some of the things that he said and done. Um, Detroit's playing well. I think the Lions are going to beat up on the Jets this weekend, and I think that it's going to be a situation where the Lions are going to continue that (laughs) train rolling where they could potentially get into the playoffs. And we've already discussed here on the show, if they do get into the playoffs, their team no one's going to want to face. Joe Burrow, I hate to do this to you, brother, and I know that I've said a million times here, I think Tampa's done, and I think the Bengals are headed in the right direction, and blah, 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 blah. Just going with a hunch, just going with a gut feeling. I think Tampa's going to beat Cincinnati on Sunday. Don't know why I feel that way. I don't think Tampa's any good, and if they beat the Bengals Sunday, it's not going to change my opinion. I just I just got a feeling. I don't know. Uh, Brady's angry. There are reports out of Tampa that Brady's changing the game plan on Saturday night, and he clapped back at the media, and he's been angry with reporters all week, and I I just get the feeling Tampa's going to play outside of their means and are going to do well on Sunday against Cincinnati. Maybe I'm wrong. I probably am. I just got that feeling. I think the Chargers are going to beat the Titans on Sunday. Justin Herbert looked exceptional last week. Tennessee, I, they, they're so predictable. They can't throw the ball. They're going to run it a million times. But that plays to the Chargers' strength. The Chargers' uh, weakness is their secondary. They want you to run it at them. I think they'll force some third and longs, get off the field in defense, and they'll do an excellent job. I think over the weekend, we're going to get the resolution to the Dansby-Swanson contract situation. Rumors are that Boston and some other teams are circling those wagons. Atlanta is refusing to spend the money that Swanson is likely to get on the open market. So I think that we'll see a move made there. It looks like the Dodgers may actually be um, trending out of that uh, situation there. Um, uh, But it looks like Boston and some others are still very much in play. The Cubs are reportedly still in play as well as Swanson is looking to get upwards of $24, $25, $26 million a year. And then the last weekend prediction um, that I'll make, I, I, I got burned by this last time. I'm not getting burned by this again. I think the Pelicans are going to beat the Suns again. Um, I said last weekend that I thought the Suns were going to beat them and got proven wrong. The Suns did play super well last night, broke their losing streak, and beat the snot out of the Clippers. 
But I think New Orleans is going to be hungry after losing to Utah. And I think uh, Styles make fights. I think the Pelicans are just a good matchup for the Suns. I think they'll be up for that game. They'll be ready to play. I think they're going to go on the road and beat Phoenix and keep a little bit of that momentum in their uh, in their possession. I think the 76ers tonight are going to beat up on the Warriors. I think Philly's starting to turn things around, playing much better. They are 15-12. and 12. They've gotten back above 500. As they've gotten healthier, they've won three straight. No Steph Curry tonight. I think that Philadelphia is going to beat the Warriors uh, pretty good and uh, kind of make a statement that, you know, hey, you guys are maybe forgetting about us in the Eastern Conference hierarchy. Let's catch a break, our final break. When we get back, I'll get you some betting picks. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Water safety tips from Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. The team at Calvin Braxton Ford wishes you peace, joy, and prosperity throughout the coming year. Thank you for your continued support and partnership. We look forward to working with you for many years to come. Happy holidays from the staff at Calvin Braxton Ford and Lockport. No more mold. No more damage. No more outdated old bathroom. No more slipping and hurting. No more stress. Make your ordinary bathroom extraordinary for only $99 per month. New shower, new door, new tub, new wall, new anti-slip technology. Be stress-free. Call 800-770-5322. BCI Bath & Shower is made in America for the highest quality. Ask about our military and senior discounts. Your dream bathroom in as little as one day. First 50 callers save $1,500 on a never-clear glass-treated door. Call now for free premium color upgrades. 800-770-5322. Call BCI Bath & Shower, the leader in bathroom remodeling. Be smart, safe, and stay a step ahead of inflation with our interest-free financing options. Call 800-770-5322. Love your bathroom with free upgrades. Call 800-770-5322. That's 800-770-5322. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Wrestling has more than one royal family.
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We've had three good call-in guests today, and we hope everybody has enjoyed the show. If you're just catching us right now and you're saying, man, I wonder what Chandler had to say, or man, I wonder what Damien had to say, it'll be up on the website and in the podcast cloud in, oh, about 20 or so minutes. So give us a little bit of time after the show. Our picks for today in the NBA, I like over 221 for the 76ers and the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors never play defense, and guess what? Uh, The 76ers aren't too eager about playing defense either. So I think that even with Steph Curry out, that one will be a game where both teams will be able to score on the other, and I like over 221 in that matchup. The second pick that I'll give you tonight I like Dallas, minus four over the Portland Trailblazers. I think that with Luka Doncic back in the lineup, the Mavericks are going to be ready and are going to play well, and I think that they're going to defend their home floor against the Blazers. Tonight, I like the Atlanta Hawks, plus three, over the Charlotte Hornets. I think that the Hornets are inconsistent, and the Hawks are usually in the discussion, in the conversation. I think that they're going to, on the road, play very well. NFL over the weekend. I like Bills minus seven over the Dolphins for all the reasons that I told you early in the show. I don't trust Miami moving the ball in the snow. That's an offense that's kind of soft. I think that the Bills are going to be able to bully them a little bit and win a 24-10 to type of game against Miami. I like Detroit minus one and a half against the Jets. Detroit comes into the game playing super well. I think they're going to take care of business in that one. Also in the NFL over the weekend, I like Kansas City. I know that it's minus 14. I know that's a big number, but I think they're going to beat the Texans. The Texans have no interest in winning. The Chiefs have a lot to play for. They're trying to play for home field advantage. I don't think they're going to let up at all. I think that the Chiefs are going to put it on Houston, put that game away early, and take care of that one. One more NFL game. Under 44.5 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Bengals. I just don't see anybody scoring a whole lot in that one. I think that the Bucks defense is going to play well. I think that uh, Buck, the Bucks offense is not very good, so I think that the Bengals will be able to have a good time there. I'm looking at a 20-17 to 17 type of game and an under. In college football, uh, let's see if there are any bowl game action over the weekend that I like. Um, not anything enough to to give you guys here on the air. I, don't, I just don't trust who's going to play and who's not going to play the Bulls. There's so many opt-outs and different things. I don't trust that enough. Let's thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bents RV, located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs. This powers our middle name, Neil Small Engine, Dufresne Building Materials. Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets, Feels Like Home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. Truck's in the room. I'm going to be telling him this. He probably doesn't even realize this. Tomorrow, the Sports Corner, if it's okay with Truck, will be on the road at the Golden Meadow Boat Parade. We'll be out at Oak Ridge Park broadcasting live. That's presented by Terrebonne General Health System, and it's presented by, or excuse me, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. We'll be out at Oak Ridge Park doing what we do for the Golden Meadow Boat Parade. Proceeds for that event are going to raise money to give the needy in our community a happy Christmas and a Merry Christmas and a very joyful Christmas. So I thought it'd be awesome to be part of that event. That's an awesome, awesome uh, reason to be there. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I, I want to thank uh, Coach uh, Brian Colley for, uh, you know, having a brother in the hospital 
with with uh, serious issues and the pressures of uh, running the school as a as athletic director and taking time to do play by play. I, I thought he did an awesome job. And as the games went, uh, you know how uh, an engine runs away, accelerating, and he took off. And as the games progressed, he he got quicker, faster, and faster. Wonderful. And I, I thought he did a wonderful job. Wonderful. And I've gotten a, a couple of text messages uh, knowing that you weren't there. And they said, he did great. Good. So uh, we're, we're happy for him. I'm going to show you something. And I, obviously, it's just radio. You guys can't see what I'm showing him. But I'll explain after. Truck, look at this. Look how beautiful this is. Oh, my Lord. That's a shiny, beautiful basketball a true basketball floor. We're getting close in the tank. The tank is all waxed up and shined up. Now we just got to get a new scoreboard and some new bleachers. Y'all, there's an outside chance. Don't quote me. Don't say, hey, Casey said there's going to be a home game. There's an outside chance that there are some home games played in Galliano this year. Boy, wouldn't that be something. Coach's concern, uh, the delivery situation in America, transportation, you know, you've You've got potential strikes here and there, but the, the I don't know delivery of products. You've got Christmas, uh, the holidays, and and that's his biggest concern is a, a slight delay on deliveries can make a, a difference in having a game and not having a game. But that beautiful basketball floor is nice, no doubt. Well, we're out. We're done for the day. We're at Bourgeois tonight. We'll start about, oh, 6.50, 7 o'clock. The Tarpons taking on HL Bourgeois. This is Casey Jiskler signing off. We'll be back Monday, and we'll be at the Oak Ridge Park tomorrow for the sports corner. Come on out, say hello, eat some gumbo, everything in between. Have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless everybody. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.